With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacket Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void or prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Welcome to the Cannon Cast, a weekly podcast from the Cannon, an SB Nation blog about the Columbus Blue Jackets. I am your host, Will Chase, joined tonight by Elaine Shercliffe. Howdy, Elaine. Hi. How's What's it up? going? It's going. It's uh, Monday, but uh, we're one day closer to the weekend, right? Yeah, because the AHL starts this weekend. I'm so excited. Right, we're going to definitely hit some monster <laughs> stuff here. And Rachel Buells, what's up, Rachel? How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm feeling great. It's snowing a lot in Columbus, and I love the snow. Yeah, we had some snow here, which I'm kind of already over. So I'm, I'll be ready for 75 degrees <laughs> in a couple of months, hopefully. But, uh, you know, I can't complain. We don't have snow that often these days. So I like <laughs> snow when I don't have anywhere to go, which is obviously the last 11 months. Yeah, so. yeah. Right. It's true. I don't want to have to. Yeah, I don't I don't have to drive in it, so I don't have to worry about it too much. We're all working remotely anyway, mm-hmm. right? So I don't mm-hmm. think I know how to drive in it anymore, though. Yeah, I don't like, like I, I hate it, but <laughs> I love driving in the snow and I Columbus, Ohio. I can't I can speak for the rest I can speak for Northwest Ohio. I feel like people have a grip up there because the weather uh is oftentimes bad, but you get to Columbus and people forget how to drive. It is honest it's atrocious. So, moving ahead to the Blue Jackets, they split their series with the Blackhawks this past weekend. A 7-game point streak by Columbus is now over. They will look to 
reignite that point streak tomorrow night at home when they play the Stars. Patrick Line skated today with Kevin Stenland and Kenny McCutton and Jared Bowl, the skill development coaches for the Blue Jackets today. He might play tomorrow. I think he will. Who knows? He's, uh, he's day-to-day with an upper body injury, but that seems relatively minor. But we'll see. Just to add in this real fast, it's also uh, the reverse retro jerseys tomorrow night for the Blue Jackets as they'll be in red with the old uh, CBJ logo. It's also hockey fights cancer on Thursday night, and then they'll play the Hurricanes this uh, upcoming weekend. But let's go ahead and get into the potential of Patrick Line in the lineup. Elaine, I'll start with you. So I think we're all excited for Line to be in the lineup, but that means somebody's going to come out. Do you think that might be a guy like Riley Nash, who was actually moved to the wing over the weekend, or maybe another guy, or you know, they're skating him with Stenland, so maybe that's a potential pairing or a trio with the other line mate, obviously. Yeah, I'm not... Well, first of all, I hope that they don't play him on Tuesday just because he hasn't practiced with the team yet. Um, although with the way things went... Could be um, worse. Right, with the way things went on Sunday, maybe, maybe I don't know, it wasn't the forwards' fault why things well, happened score. the way they did. But well, right. <laughs> um, but I, I'm unsure. Like, I just I'm feeling really weird this year about who should sit and who shouldn't because I feel like the people who should sit they won't sit. So I just who should sit in your mind? In my mind, well, I mean, I think that Cam is doing a good job, mm-hmm. but but but. Yeah. he could do better. He could be better. And I don't know he if could maybe score goals, he yeah. needs, yeah, he could score more goals. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know if maybe, you know, it would light a fire under him a little bit more if he was Hulk scratch. Mm, yeah. I like it. I I mean, like it. <laughs> yeah. So that's, mm-hmm. yes. It, it Cam's not the only one. Cause he's, sure. no one's really scoring, that's fair. but that's, that's fair. It, everyone goes for the typical, like let's scratch Riley Nash or Kevin Stenland or like, one of those guys that aren't in the top. So I don't know. Yeah. What about you, Rachel? What do you think? Yeah. I mean, similar to what Elaine said, I feel like it's just so easy for the blue jackets to fall into ruts. Um, especially that translate to being unable to score. And I think that, yeah, the easy, the easy gimmies in this case would be Nash or Stenland, but it's like, right. We're not counting on, the guys that were starting and, you know, expecting to score these goals, they're not doing that. So how, how is that going to, to be changed and be altered? I think that another thing that the Blue Jackets do for better or for worse is just throw everything at the wall and see what sticks. Yes. <laughs> and that, that literally might need to be what they do to figure out where line is going to be a best fit here is just trying him out with everyone. And, and like Elaine said, they haven't had a chance to do that yet. Um, having not practiced and then him still being, uh, uh having a day-to-day upper body injury. So I, I just don't think I, I know this is coming from a place of personal bias of just like, uh, loving, uh, Riley Nash, like as a, you know, I, I understand that he can be an underwhelming hockey player, but like, I just don't think it's like, why are it, plenty of offensive players on the team deserve scrutiny right now for why they're not scoring. And nobody expects Riley. He, and he doesn't make mistakes that 
exactly. cost them the game. He doesn't take stupid he's, penalties. He's not yeah. a high-impact offensive player, but he's not a... Exactly. He's not a liability. Will well, seems to... His grumbling and groaning, it seems like he doesn't agree with us. Well, I was going to say, I was actually just... So, Stenland also is dealing with that day-to-day upper body, or not upper body, but let me see. Yeah, Stenland was also dealing with an upper body injury considered day-to-day as of a couple days ago. So he didn't play last night, but we'll see his status as well. But he was skating today with line A, so that could be interesting. But when you're saying that you hope that he doesn't play without practice, I also feel like as a star player, he'd, he'd probably be fine. It wouldn't be ideal necessarily, but maybe it's one of those situations where you just don't overthink it and he plays and scores a couple goals or something to get going. Plus, there's no fans, so I don't know. There's much to overthink, but... I'm more worried about him playing when he's not fully recovered from his injury and risking hurting himself more than I am worried about him playing with players he hasn't, like, right, like you said, if he's the caliber player that everyone is expecting him to be for this team, hopefully we can just throw him in there and he'll start developing chemistry with whomever but i don't yeah. want him i don't i don't want to jump the gun and throw this new guy that you know we have replacing pld in and then him getting immediately more seriously injured because that's also a hallmark of being a right. columbus blue jacket is ridiculous injuries so outside of nash and if it's not a guy like atkinson like i don't think they're gonna bench atkinson but i see what you mean about you know maybe lighting a fire healthy scratch for a game but it just seems to me that a guy like uh you know Riley Nash, who's on the fourth line. If you're trying to if you're trying to create impact right away in a short season, he's probably going to be a casualty amongst a few other players, maybe. But yeah, I mean, outside of Nash and outside of a guy like Cam, who do you think would be the logical player that wouldn't play tomorrow? Well, logically, <laughs> I feel like. This sounds really mean, but logically, I feel like anything we say that is logical will not happen. So, so it's probably going to be like foodie. Um, It'll probably be foodie that sits or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Or Texas. Can't rely on logic. Like, and that's, that's what my, that was like my other fear about him playing tomorrow is they're going to sit someone who has been proving themselves in favor of someone who has quote unquote paid their dues, even though they have been a liability or be, or they haven't been able to get the goals or get Nash. the chances. Like that's what I'm. I mean, I don't probably be naturally because he's mm-hmm. the obvious. Well, there you go. Illogical. There you go. He is logical choice. <laughs> okay. Well, I have a question. Where is yes, I saw the blue? Th- thank you. And I don't know why I'm asking. I don't know why I'm asking two people who don't live in Columbus, but maybe you saw <laughs> somewhere online. Uh, the Blue I've Jackets. Been there once. Well, right, but the Blue Jackets put up. This is like a recent time-sensitive Columbus. Yo, I don't know where that sign is. Yeah, that's oh, what you're talking sign, about. Yeah, right. the the Blue Jackets put up a line like welcoming line A to Columbus right, billboard, right. and I haven't seen it yet. But I also don't leave my home, right. so I don't know where. Right. <laughs> if it's near the arena, which is right near me, um, I have and I did drive past the arena today and i didn't see it I, I just didn't know where it was if either of you had known i would like to see it i did see it online so though, yeah. if anyone is listening if anyone is listening to the pod and they know where it's located drop please notes, at yep. us or drop it in the comments yeah because yeah. we all want yeah, to know it's funny i was watching <laughs> so i was watching the uh the blackhawks feed just to mix it up last night and uh rachel where are you going um <laughs> um <laughs> I know no one. Sorry, I'm, I'm, shut, I'm shutting my window. I know no one lines. can see that, but it's funny on, on Zoom to see things and people just get up. And, I do the same thing where I want to get up real fast, and then I wonder what people think if I just move. But anyway, do you see? 
Do you see my cat just lurking? I do see the cat. I do see the cat. Yeah. Little obscure shadow. Yeah. yeah he's like, what is she doing? So I was, okay. I was just going to say. Sorry, I didn't um, mean to be a disruption. No, no. I was just going to say, I was watching the Blackhawks feed just to mix it up last night. And uh, actually, I think it might have been from Friday's game. I, I was watching the Blue Jackets feed Friday night, but I might have. I was. I went back to check something. And anyway, I remember they mentioned the sign uh, for Line A, and and so um, anyway, I did see it online too as well. So where was Roslovic's JW? Where was his welcome home? I thought I right. thought he did. Right. I thought they did do something for him as well. But I don't remember exactly what, but I thought they did. Something. Not that I saw tweeted about from the main account. Of course, I could have <laughs> missed something. Maybe but I thought I'll have to hmm. look and see. I'll throw it in the. They maybe the cannon. Maybe the cannon should pay to have one put up. Yeah. For Rosalvik. Right. Or the yeah, right in front of the ice house. That's where yeah. he grew up playing. That's true. Anyways. Well, so so speaking of the new players, going back to the old one that's now in Winnipeg. So in Aaron Portsline's article in the Athletic, he mentions you know that the mysterious reasons behind Pierre Luc Dubois' exit has nothing to do with the future of Seth Jones and Zach Berensky. Both players express interest in talking long-term contract when that time comes. So, you know, I know there was some maybe talk or speculation that maybe PLD was worried about lack of talent or who knows what in the future or the money situation for players. So if that's not the case, obviously that's that's good. That bodes well for Columbus in terms of potentially anyway, the long-term commitments by their two-star defensemen amongst other players as well down the road. So, Rachel, I'll start with you. What do you make of... I mean, obviously, the PLD drama is definitely over as far as we're concerned, but we're still hearing little things. We still don't even know why he left. So I just... I, the more I think about it, the more I think this is just a PLD thing. Whatever went on in his world, you know, it doesn't necessarily reflect on Tortorella or the players that we that Columbus currently has or, you know, future things down the road. There. So I personally feel... This is, I just need to offer a disclaimer. I don't, I don't know. Nobody knows. I'm speculating. That's my favorite thing to do. (laughs) I think that the Blue Jacket, or I'm sorry, I think that Pierre-Luc Dubois, his departure was not planned. I think that he was initially intending to stay for the length of the two years of his contract. I think something soured very quickly and that made the situation untenable for him to stay and and then at that point it was like okay this is a toxic almost like a cancer that is no matter how much we say it's benign it's you know it's he's gonna want out at the end of his two years of his contract I think it was affecting the team dynamic more than even everyone was willing to admit because I think uh, at least publicly, because everyone kind of got on uh, the, the when they were asked questions about it in pressers, they were, oh, you know, every you know everything's fine. But I think at the end of the day, and this is something that I feel is hard to remember when you look at Pierre Luc Dubois physically, is that he is 22 years old, and I feel like as a 25 year old, I feel like I can say a 22 year old is like a child because I, I'm still a child <laughs> and I, I'm a couple years older than him, and I think how to be in that situation at the age of 22 just feels overwhelming. I am certain that there are things done by all parties that were less than savory and less than ideal. Uh, And that's probably how it led the situation to where it was. I don't believe his initial intent at the beginning, not even at the beginning of this season, but at the end of last season, September was to 
not be a part of the team so quickly. How I feel is that I, I feel very sure that he wasn't planning. This wasn't some like long con that he was a part of. It all happened and transpired really yeah. quickly. So Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. Hello, I'm Nilay Patel, the editor-in-chief of The Verge and host of Decoder, a business podcast where I interview CEOs about big ideas, the problems that come from those ideas, and how they make decisions. It is also surprisingly about org charts. It comes up a lot. We're launching a new limited series that we're calling the Centennial Series, where I talk to CEOs of companies that are over 100 years old, like Xerox, Barnes & Noble, and more. There's no 100-year-old company that's without its struggles, and it's been fascinating to talk to these CEOs about which parts of these companies' history are important and which parts they can let go. A little spoiler for you, if a company is over 100 years old, there's a lot of drama to talk about. It's been a good time. You can listen to the Centennial series right in the Decoder feed. New episodes of Decoder are out on Tuesday, and the Centennial series is out on Thursdays. Check it out. We think you're really going to like it. You can get it wherever you get your podcasts. Right. I feel the same way too, just because I I really, I said this last week, I think, right. That I feel like those negotiations for RFAs are getting way too intense because of, we saw Anderson leave and Johansson and now PLD and PLD said in the interview after he left that he had, you know, there's time when you think about PLD, the player, and then you have to start thinking about PLD, the person. And if it gets too intense in there, you have to so think, do I want this person again. to be my GM? So, right. And we don't really even know. It's, it's, it, it does seem like a trend, right. like you said, Johansson and Anderson and now potentially with PLD. So who knows? But right, And I would hate for that to affect Z and Jones, but they're not playing well right now. You know, he keeps splitting them up because they're not playing well. From a defensive standpoint, they are not doing a good job right now. And, you know, that is something that can definitely be brought up in a negotiation well, and thrown around. So can, so a lot. can all the good but, things that they've done up for towards. So, well, oh, well, right. But I mean, like, if they get that intense, you know, they're probably going to double down and be Jones like, and. Well, yeah, you you scored all these goals. Jones and Renski have leverage. How many goals did you? Jones and Renski have leverage. Well, Torts would probably be gone before then, and Yarmo might be too, depending on when this happens and how line and everything plays out. I'm not saying Yarmo would, but be, it's but still it, something. It is still something to sure. be a little bit concerned sure. about as sure. a fan that um, that those negotiations might not go well either. Yeah, and that's I, true. It just proves time and time again that it it is it is tough to get into the negotiation room with him. Mm-hmm. And I feel like a lot of agents are, they say things without saying it. Oh, yeah. In the sense of like, they don't really like dealing with Yarmo as much when it comes to that kind of negotiating. Now, getting someone to sign a new contract or an extension, those have seemed to be pretty breezy per se. But anything that's like an RFA, it's been aggressive and 
stressful. Yeah, I wish I could be a fly on the wall just to see how it plays out and how crazy it does get. But same. So that brings us to our final topic. And Elaine, you have a lot of monsters news and tidbits and coverage. I'm gonna give you the platform to uh, you know rock our world with monster stuff. Well, well, I don't. There's not a ton of news. We we had a press conference today uh, where we learned that Zach Delpy is going to be the captain and Justin Scott, Dylan Simpson will be the alternate, which is exciting because if someone like Delpy does get the call up this season, they'll still have two captains down there because Justin and Dylan are on AHL only. I'm still curious to see how things work out this season with Dylan Simpson. I, it is a chance for him to really solidify himself as even more of a leader because they're he's the only returning defender so far. It's going to be interesting. The season starts on Friday. They play against the Ice Hogs in Rockford. They're starting. Will a win. you be at the games in Cleveland? Yes, yes. Oh my gosh, yes. Okay, so I'm so excited because Cleveland is one of the few teams in the Central that is allowing their media to be in the building. A lot of the other teams are not just because of COVID. I mean, that's just how it's going to be. And they have smaller arenas. For instance, the Chicago Wolves are playing out of their practice facility this season instead. Yeah. And so they're not having people. Rockford's not having people. And they're not having fans either. Uh, the Monsters can have a little bit under 2,000 people right now for fans. So it'll be cool to experience the the fans yelling and it not be like piped in noise. <laughs> Just like to hear the sound of skates on ice and smell you know, smell the fresh cut ice and stuff. I'm just super excited about that. You know, it's funny you say that because it reminded me of Torts over the weekend. I saw this from Hedger's tweet. Brian Hedger uh, was talking about, well, relaying info from Torts about, um, you know, just the lack of the, the energy in Chicago and how he thinks that the United Center and the no fans in that impact or lack of impact he thinks that that affected, or it was more noticeable, I think, in Chicago than, you know, anywhere else. Because, of course, in Chicago, they they cheer for the anthem and, you know, just the, the crowd in general. That's the interesting aspect I've been thinking about. And you mentioned, you know, the skates on the ice and you hear all that normally. But, or at least we do. On TV, we hear it, but we also hear the fake crowd noise. And I can only imagine how much even more silent it is actually there. Uh, aside from, I've seen scattered fans in Dallas and I think Nashville and I think Florida teams might have fans, but I actually saw a few in Dallas, like, you know, scattered, sprinkled here and there. And of course, that's who the Blue Jackets will play next in Columbus. And they will also face the Hurricanes this weekend, including Super Bowl Sunday at three o'clock p.m. So set your watches and um, they'll also play Monday <laughs> night. So they'll have another true back to back, which is their... Well, they just had their back-to-back against uh, Florida and Chicago. I was trying to think of how many straight back-to-backs. They had Detroit also. I think it would be their third one, if I'm not mistaken. But So anyway, it's it's kind of pivotal because, you know, Carolina's a good team. Dallas is uh, – they had like a seven-goal game, I believe, I saw recently. Like, I think last week against Detroit. <laughs> so they can score, or at least <laughs> Dallas can. Um, I know Carolina's kind of more of a defensive – team sort of like Columbus I just remember Carolina mucking up the middle of the ice the last few years against Columbus so definitely pivotal for the Jackets to uh keep getting some points without s- somehow scoring goals and Corpus Allo has just been on fire I know Torts wants to rotate the goalies but I kind of wanted to see right now he can't he can't right now because unless Elvis is ready to stay in the paint and the defense is 
or the defense is willing to watch the net when he leaves the paint, he can't play. And oh, that's yeah. unfortunate I'm for saying him Corby should play. that it falls also on the defense. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is like they have to go that way because Elvis just can't be in net right now, partially because of the well, defense. He can't be his true self, his true wild self, if the defense is going to crumble and leave his net open. I would... And not. I, I mean, I get. I also get playing Elvis and not, not, not playing him because you don't want to shake his confidence. But last night, I mean, it, it's going to happen. You're going to have a bad game like that, especially if you're going to be aggressive. That's going to happen. But yeah, I, I just want right. to see Corpy start tomorrow, which he will, of course, and then play. If he plays well, just roll him on Thursday. But there's right, just write him. On there was a, yeah, exactly. There's a stat that I'm going to throw in the uh, the notes for this podcast that. He is just playing very well, obviously. I test, but the stats back it up. So I will throw that in the in the notes. But that's all. I think that's all we had. Did you guys have any parting words that you wanted to to, to mention before we uh wrap up tonight? Oh <laughs> Rachel Buell's. I I tried Jenny's everything but the bagel ice cream this weekend. <laughs> Are y'all go. familiar with this? No I no idea. Was it good? Jenny's. Okay, so Obviously, Jenny's is a Columbus staple. I personally, just like might speaking for myself and my molecular makeup is 95% ice cream. Um, and so I have to eat a lot of it to, you know, maintain my <clears throat> structural integrity. And I went up to several different places to find this freaking ice cream and it was all sold out, which is cool. Sounds like sales have been going really well. It is, uh, one of my friends, um, actually got it and brought it over for me on Friday, which was awesome. Um, shout out to Aaron and then, uh, tried it. It is an oniony, salty, savory ice cream, cream cheese, ice cream. Yes. That yes, actually but sounds really good. It is it like, would be like cream cheese instead of but like sweeter. Yes. My roommate was like, Rachel, it's like, they literally made this ice cream for you. And I'm like, yes, that is how now it, feels. I'm just- it feels like she crawled. <laughs> I'm just imagining what? like onion bagel ice cream now. It seems weird. That's well, what it is. That's what it is. An, if you put cream cheese on an everything bagel, that's basically what it is, but sweeter and not not as many carbs. Sure. Um, there are pieces <laughs> of like puff pastry. Oh, I believe good. it's puff pastry. It's oh, some, stop. It, yeah, it's and then poppy seeds and like the stuff that's in the actual seasoning. Um Anyways, that's my, that's just really all I've been thinking and talking and dreaming about for the last like 48 hours. So that's what I have to share on this podcast, Columbus people. I highly encourage you. It's certainly not something like I could put back an entire pint of um, brown butter almond brittle Jenny's ice cream, like no, in five minutes, no problem. But like, this is something I only need a couple bites of. And I'm like, okay, cool. Onion ice cream. Love it. (laughs) But I don't. I don't need to eat all of it at once. So I still have a lot left in my before we, uh, <laughs> what will before we uh, bid adieu for the week because this is the last podcast before the Super Bowl. What are your predictions, Rachel? I'll go with you first. Yeah, wait, sorry. Uh, I don't know who's playing in the Super Bowl. I figured that was coming. <laughs> it's Kansas City and Tampa Bay. Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, yes. is that the, is that the name of their yeah, team? Okay, cool. Uh, and then the the Buccaneers, right? Yes. Wow. Oh my oh, God. Brady, yeah. It's like a wow. Brady that, Mahomes. I, I, okay. Brady. Yeah. So I saw, yeah. Cause he was, that was like all that Twitter was yeah. about last weekend right. was um, Brady, Tom Brady and stocks. I feel is all I mm. see when I get on Twitter these yeah. days. <laughs> uh, I bet Tom Brady's going to win another Super Bowl. That's my prediction. Yeah. Having 30 seconds ago, not known who was playing in it. I guess I knew Tom Brady was playing in it, but that's all. 
I don't I don't have a score prediction. Please don't ask me for one. Okay, well, we'll... I don't I don't follow NFL football yeah. really, except for what I see on Twitter. Um, I think it would be cool if Tom Brady won and then retired. Two reasons: because one, it would be like passing on the elite quarterback status to the new generation, which is Mahomes, and two, so that people from that the Patriots that are good can finally start getting inducted into the Hall of Fame because they're not going to get inducted until that man retires. Wait, what do you mean? What do you mean? People from that, like, players he played with from that era, like, Gronk's not going to get in until he retired. Well, Gronk's not retired. Right, no, but uh, Mike Vrabel. Vrabel's not a Hall of Famer. Definitely not going to get in. Oh, he totally no, he was. Won't. He did so much for that's that a, team with he's not Brady be a Hall of too. Famer, yeah, he helped them win a. Su- he had a he good career. Don't get me wrong. Bowl. He's not a Hall of Famer. With, don't even. I will. I will come to Virginia and I will fight you physically. I don't need people this. to know where I live. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. Um, but no. But I. I just that. Yeah, and I think it's going to be a fun game to I watch. I was going to boycott it because I really wanted the Browns to make it. Like once the Browns <laughs> made it into the. Made it past the first round. I was like, we're going all the way. And then they didn't. And it hurt way more than I thought. But it's going to be a good game. So I guess I'll get drunk and watch it. I think the Chiefs will win. But it's hard to count on either guy. So we'll see what happens. I know the Chiefs have a banged up offensive line. But man, Mahomes is insane. And Brady is hard to count out. You know, it's a home game for them. It's the first time a Super Bowl team is hosting the Super Bowl, of course. So we'll see. It's going to be fun. should be fun. But uh, we are literally just about out of time. We have a few minutes left. We have less than a minute to go on the Zoom. So before the Zoom just cuts us (laughs) off, we'll go ahead and wrap up for this week. I'm very, we're all very curious to see if Patrick Line is in. I think he will play tomorrow and we'll see who will be the odd man out. And of course, the rotating Thursday could be a whole different lineup again. So who knows? Wait, I have a question. Is there a halftime performance at the Super Bowl? Yeah, it's Bowl? Uh, the weekend. Weekend. Yeah. The weekend. It's the weekend. Okay, maybe I'll tune into that. That sounds like it could be good. <laughs> well, I think that's literally all we have because it's going to cut out in two seconds anyway. <laughs> Peace. Subscribe to the Canon Cast on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts so you can catch every episode. Leave us a review and a rating. And as always, we welcome your thoughts and feedback. Go to jacketscanon.com for more Blue Jackets coverage from us and follow us on Twitter at CBJ Cannon. Our theme music is the song Green Eyes by Angela Pearlie and Howlin' Noons. Check out angelapearlie.com for more music and show dates.